All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. This week, we got the American Express Tournament, and this is an interesting course um, or slash tournament just because it is one that has played on three different courses in the past. Um, and this is something where I kind of really misphrased it on the um, course preview video, if you guys saw that. So this is going to be only played on two courses this week, where typically it's played on three courses. So they're not going to include the La Quinta Country Club um, this year there's no program and i think that's why but you know the stats that we're looking at are still going to be the same because the stats that we were drawing in from were from that pga west course and i do think that you know the courses that this tournament plays on they're all pretty i mean they're all similar if you're going to use a comp course you would use those two courses so i do think the key stats that we're pulling in from pga west are going to be accurate or the most accurate that they can be um we did show you guys kind of the key stats that we would be looking at for this week and that it would be Kind of some interesting ones. So we were looking at good drive percentage, which kind of surprised me. Um, we're going to be looking at the strokes gain approach from 175 to 150 as well, which to me was kind of interesting. And then we're going to be looking at um, a little bit of strokes gain approach, but I just went with ball striking instead. Strokes gain T to green. We're going to be looking at that. And then um, we're also are going to be looking at obviously strokes gain putting. You know, kind of just the typical stats there. But really, to me, what was surprising was that this yardage really stuck out to me. And then the good drive percentage really stuck out to me as well. So those were going to be the stats that we're looking at. And then just talking about the cut line as well. Um, yes, it is only two rounds. But the cut line is still going to be a very low number compared to kind of the two-word average. I do expect it to be right around minus five or minus six, which, you know, after a three-round tournament, still pretty low for what i'm projecting it to be the average over the last four years has been around eight you know take a round off i still think it's going to be right around six or so uh the winning score probably won't be affected this is going to be a course where you absolutely need to go out and score at probably something i should have done a better job of explaining in the course preview video i apologize for that i just like to dive into the data um for those videos so i got a little ahead of myself there but let's get into kind of the recap of last week and then we'll get into the breakdown of the Sony Open. So kind of just to recap, I did mess up the whatever title of this. This was for the Sony Open. So, you know, the top six players did really well. Webb, uh, Palmer, Grillo, English, Neiman, Malnati. Oh, that was such a bad beat. I don't know. It just hurt. He had the, you know, that one bad round in the front nine of round two. If he doesn't have that, if he doesn't go plus five, if he goes minus two on that front nine or minus one, he wins that tournament. It was a great call, good value call. And then Keegan and Matthew Naismith, I thought those two were going to be good GPP plays. Uh, same thing with Doug Gim. I thought those guys were going to be good GPP plays. But, you know, for cash, I was really on, you know, Webb, Palmer, Grillo, English, Kazire, Cam Smith, Malnati, and then even Charles Hall I had as a cash play, as you guys will see down there. So overall, good week in cash. GPPs, it was kind of one of those weeks where you just had to be on the winners. If you didn't have, like, a winning sweat going with one of the players in your player pool might want to rethink the way you're doing it because obviously we had neiman we had webb we had malnati for a little bit even sync for a little bit so uh, it was kind of a fun week but overall i don't like those weeks where it pretty much plays like a no cut event when over like 30 percent of cash lineups have six for six and like 25 percent of gpp lineups have 20 or six for six kind of makes a play like a no cut event which to me is a little bit unfortunate but let's get into this week's tournament All right, we'll pull it up here. All right, so just looking it over, um, 
We'll go over course history. The players that had the best course history here. Um, one thing that surprised me was that Adam Hadwin, this dude has been a stud here, which to me was really shocking. So course history, we'll look at it. A second, a third, and a second place finish. That is phenomenal. Then we got some guys that haven't really played too much, although you can't discount them for that. Uh, Scotty Scheffler had a third place finish. Uh, so is Sebastian Kaplan. Or yeah, sixth place finish, which is third best. Same thing with Ryan Moore as well in 2019. And then Patrick Cantlay. Uh, ninth place in 2018, Ricky Fowler, 10th place last year, Andrew Landry, which to me, his price point is pretty shocking for a guy that has really tremendous, let's say it, course history, first, 28th, and second, that's, you know, pretty good, and then closing out this range is going to be Sanjay M, who has a 10th and a 12th place finish, and then 6th and 18th place finish, you know, all these golfers are kind of different style golfers, so, you know, to me, this really does seem like one of those courses where any golfer can go out and play well. It's just a matter of them having a good week or not um, striking the ball. This is going to be one where I think everyone's going to be in it, kind of like last week where everyone's in it going into Sunday, really. And then just looking at recent form rank, um, this is going to be a little bit skewed because we really only had the Century Tournament of Champions and the Sony Open. So I'm going to back a little bit further than I typically would. John Rahm, Patrick Cantley, obviously John Rahm, two top 10 finishes, Patrick Cantley, two Top 20 finishes, that's good. Patrick Reed, been pretty solid. And then John Hutt, kind of surprising to a lot of people, I would say. Two top 20 finishes, which to me is kind of standing out as the best value. And then my boy, Steve Stricker, you better believe it. Let's go. I'm a little bit surprised at Steve Stricker. He just played well at the Macoba, which we were on him that week. I don't expect big things from him, but, you know, me being a Wisconsin boy, I always like to pump that up a little bit. And then Kevin Nagg coming off of his victory, um, kind of a strange victory. He was only like a top... I think it was like 45 staff fit. You know, he, he would have been one of those shoulder shrug plays last week where if he ended up on him as price rent range, he would have been like, oh, that's fine. He'll probably make the cut. He'll probably do well. Um, but this is a course where, you know, he's decent at. He's obviously coming off a victory. So don't, we won't really want to touch on that. Then we'll just go into, you know, top stat ranks real quick. And then we'll get into the bigger breakdown for you guys. So top stat ranks, a little bit of some, some surprises here. Uh, we got Sam Burns, who, as we can see here, really just, checking the boxes in the top five stats for this week which is surprising to me a little bit then we have john rom kind of the same thing there um obviously tremendous recent form great golfer we know him james Hahn, which might have surprised some people last week and then he kind of choked at the end but he's a guy that can go out and score he just needs to be more consistent uh john huh who i think i'm going to be on um good stat rank uh russell henley once again decent stat rank not the best course history um Let's see here, Patrick Hanley, and then we'll do a couple more. Matthew Naismith once again, where if he can just be a little bit more consistent with his game, he'll be fine. And then Peter Malnati as well, rounding out the top end there. So let's get into the kind of the breakdown. We'll go at, at it salary by salary. We'll start off with the high tier here. All right, guys, so getting into the high tier, uh, there's really only a few standout plays to me this week. It's going to be John Rahm, who's just like the elite top-end play. He's going to be DJ two weeks ago. He's going to be Webb you know, this week as well, where I'm really expecting a top-10 finish out of him. We look at his recent form. It's phenomenal. Two top-10 finishes in a row. His course history has been great as well. A sixth, a first, and a 34th place finish. That's obviously great. And then we look at his key stats as well. His key stats are phenomenal. Uh, top 10 in ball striking, uh, top 6 in strokes getting through the green, top 20 in pretty or better percentage, top 30 in good drive percentage, and then he's still relatively good at that 175 to 150 ratio, although with his driving, 
might be closer to that 150 uh, yards marker. And then I actually like Patrick Hanley as well. He's really graying out as a stellar play. Uh, two top 20 finishes in a row, a top 10 finish in 2018. And then, you know, just a good stat fit as well. We can see that, you know, top five stat rank, second in the model. I really like him as a play. But for me, I'm struggling with him because why play him when you can play Scotty Scheffler pretty much at an insanely cheap discount where they're kind of looking like the exact same play? We just look at it, you know, stat-wise and recent form-wise, it's making a ton of sense. You know, third place finish in 2019, relatively good stat fit all around, good drive percentage, top 20 in that, top 25 and birdie or better percentage um that 175 to 150 ranks 35th and that strokes gain to the green 85th which honestly i would expect that to get a little bit better we know courses where scotty shuffler can go out and score those are the ones where you want to use them at so i like the price discount of him rather than paying up for you know patrick Hanley. although those are the top three plays to me i will say sunjay m does look like a decent play as well this week although i'm a little bit worried about him this week he's played back-to-back weeks now and he's gonna have to travel back as well on the plane so i do worry about him as well but he has good course history he's a good staff hit as well so it won't shock me if he goes out and has a good round as well and i will say tony finau he is due for a win sometime soon it's kind of like a broken record but he really is um overall his game really doesn't have a weakness now he could be a little bit better in that good dry percentage here but really strong in that 175 to 150 yardage range uh strokes game differential uh, top 26 in that, as well as strokes gain to green. Had a 14th place finish here last year. You know, he's a guy that can go on and win any weekend. <laughs> that sounds weird saying, but it's true. His game is that good where, or sorry, I should say he can go out and get a top five any week. Um, his game is just that good. So I don't mind him as a play, but I kind of like Scotty Shuffler the most at that price point range. All right, now let's drop down into that mid-tier price point range. Two kind of standout plays. The first one is going to be Cameron Champ there. Cameron Champ, to me, it's kind of like what I said. Why play Patrick Cantley when you can play um, Scotty Scheffler? Well, why play Scotty Scheffler when you can play Cameron Champ? Now, Cameron Champ isn't as good of a play as those two guys, but he can go as low as those two guys. Uh, recent form-wise, 31st at the Century Tournament Champions, uh, 19th there at the Masters as well. 21st place finish here in 2019. Looking at his stats, his stats are pretty good. Um, birdie to bogey ratio, top 15 in that, as well as that 175 to 150. Um, good drive percentage, could be a little bit better. Putting is the worry here with him. If he can get it going with this putter a little bit, he's going to go out and play better this week. The play that I like just a ton to me, I'm not sure we can play him in cash, but I'm going to think about it. It's going to be Sam Burns, two top 20 finishes here in the last two years, a sixth place finish in 2019 and an 18th place finish in 2018. Really good, but we look at the key stats here. The top five stats that we're looking at, he's top 20 in all of them. Ball striking, first. Strokes gain to the green, 20th. Birdie or better percentage, 16th. Good drive percentage, 10. That 175 to 150 yardage range, 16th. We go a little bit lower. His only bad stat is strokes gain putting, which he ranks 96th at. He is looking like a phenomenal play, especially at this price point, and that's going to be the key thing there. He's pretty much a 9K play that we're getting at 8.3. So, yeah, I really like him as a play. Then Patton Kazire, can he continue his hot golf that he's got going? He's been playing well this season. You look at his last three starts, a 7th, a 32nd, and a 10th place finish. That's phenomenal. Um, if we get like a top 25 finish as price, but I'm going to be good with it. Now, the last two years, he did miss the cut in 2019 and 2018 and hasn't really had a good finish here in the last four years with the 42nd and 50 place finish. That is the worry with him. And he's not, he's not a bad stat rank, but he's not like an elite stat rank as well. So I do worry about him a little bit as a play. 
And for me, that's really it on the high end. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Paul Casey does well. Um, decent course history here. I don't mind him as a play. Brian Harmon, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, goes out and plays well. Decent course history here as well. Three out of his four starts here have been made cuts, and they've been top 21 or better finishes. And then you got Adam Hadwin, who is pretty much the course horse here with phenomenal course history, although he has not been playing well this season. He's had three straight missed cuts in a row, which is surprising for him. This game's just not there right now. It's just a matter of when it comes back. We know he's been a very consistent golfer throughout his career. So it's just a matter of when. If you guys want to take the risk a little bit, you can with that phenomenal course history. All right, so now we're going to move down into that low tier. The low tier, it's okay this week. There are some good plays, kind of like last week, where, yes, the pricing is not adjusted as much as it should be, but it's not, like, horrible. Zach Johnson's another play where I kind of expect him to make the cut. His course history here has been a little bit hit or miss. You know, either he's making the cut and getting a top 30 finish, or he's missing the cut. Decent stat rank, top 20. He grades out as a guy that should make the cut. Emiliano Grillo, kind of the same thing. Um, last week we were playing him because he had that good course history and he's a really strong stat fit. Well, he's still a decent stat ranked play this week. Uh, it's mostly due to his good drive percentage um, and his ball striking. Well, if he does that, he's going to make the cut. If he can putt a little bit better, he's going to obviously not be a bad play. And then Charles Howell the third as well. Course history wise, he's made three out of four cuts here. He did miss the cut in the most recent start in 2019, uh, but in good recent form as well, making the cut in his last four starts. He's only a top 30 stat fit, but, you know, grading out as a decent play as well. I don't mind him as a play. Chris Kirk, decent play as well. Uh, recent form-wise, been good coming off of that second-place finish, which really helped him career-wise. That's going to be a huge boost to him for a guy that, you know, really needed that. Stat-wise, it could be a little bit better. He's only a top 30 stat fit, so I don't mind him. And then just kind of going with a gut plays here on this lower end here. We look at someone like Doc Redman, who we know his game should be coming around. He missed the cut at the RSM Classic, but he did have a top 30 finish. This is a course that does fit his game. We look at that strokes gain differential, top 40, ball striking, top 30, good drive percentage, top 20. If he can just be a little bit better with his putter, which kind of is a theme in the 7K range, he's going to have a good finish. Joel Damon, I don't mind, but Seb Straka popping decently as well. He's made three straight cuts in a row, fourth place finish in 2019. Um, okay, stat rank. The one that we're going to hang our hat on is going to be that part of your better percentage and that stroke gain differential. Um, in a tournament like this, you know, those are kind of the stats that you want to be looking at. So I don't mind him. And then Cameron Trungali casually popping as well, which kind of surprised me. Um, actually, it, it really did surprise me. And that's mostly due to his one start that he had at the RSM Classic for, you know, recent form. He did make the cut here at, in his last two starts. I mean, I don't mind it. Stroke gain putting top 20. Better, better percentage, top 20. Strokes gain differential, top 20. So I get why he's popping. I just, I don't know if I exactly trust that for me this week. Then Keegan Bradley, the biggest disappointment uh, last week where I think he was like top 10 in strokes gain T to green and he still ended up missing the cut. The guy needs to be better at putting. It's as simple as that. It's hard to imagine him putting as bad as he has and not getting any better. Like that's going to adjust at least one of these weeks and maybe it'll be this week. If he was a little bit better as putting, he'd probably be a top 10 stat ranked play this week. And, you know, eventually I think that's going to come around. It's just a matter of when. Pretty much my favorite play in this price point range is going to be John Ha, who has made the cut here in his last three starts. Now, nothing great in his last two of 48th and 
pretty much just making the cut and doing nothing in uh, 2018. But recent form-wise, two top 20 finishes in a row. Look at his stats. His stats are elite. 40th in stroke skin to the green, ball striking 45th, stroke skin differential 13th, good drive percentage 4th, stroke skin putting 80th, and birdie or better percentage 33rd. So yeah, John Ha is really popping as a stat ranked play this week. I, he's, he's just a really solid play um, at that price point. It's definitely worth the risk. And then Kevin Stroman, it seems like his game has been coming around this fall. Made two straight cuts in a row. He's a guy that's typically right around the cut line. He's a good stat right this week and you know he's been better at putting as well so i don't mind kevin struman at a play as a play at his price point i'm fine with it and then matthew naismith i do think he's going to be worth the G- gpp risk once again we just look at the stats once again uh, top 20 finish here last year strokes getting to the green 31st bird, ball striking third good drive percentage seventh but your better percentage 51st uh, strokes game putting he needs to be a little bit better than that and for this course he needs to be a little bit better at that 175 to 1 50 yardage range and then i don't mind chasing like nick taylor's recent form you know three out of his last four starts have been top 30 finishes he's made three out of four cuts here at this course as well he grades out as someone that should be right around the cut line although i kind of like him and then you know andrew landry great course history ben interesting recent form miscut didn't play well at the century tournament champions played well at the rsm classic good course history not a really good stat rank coming into the tournament but obviously he's a guy that has played this course well so i kind of expect him to make the cut and to get a guy with that phenomenal of course history at this price point to me kind of stands out i think it'd be worth the risk and that's kind of it in that low tier let's get into the value tier and see if we can find any solid plays uh in this value tier All right, let's just sort it by model rank and see if we can find any top-end plays. Now, what surprised me is, like, we really haven't had any, like, standout plays model rank-wise um, for values this season. It's either been hanging our hat on, like, course history, recent form, or stat rank. So, Kramer Hickok, he played well last week. He was a good stat fit last week. He kind of grades out as someone that should be right around, the you know, the cut. So, I don't mind him as a play. Um, let's see. Who else do we have here? Austin Cook, kind of same thing. He's a top 25 stat rank. Um, played him a little bit last week as a value play because there hasn't, DraftKings has done a good job with their value pricing. So um, two made cuts in a row. Uh, he's made one cut and missed one cut with a top 15 finish. Nothing to really hang your hat on, but I, I would get why you would play him. Martin Laird, do you want to trust him? Probably not. Three straight missed cuts here. And then a 10th place finish, he is a top 20 stat rank with his ball striking being top five and his good drive percentage being uh, top five as well. Uh, Doug Gim, maybe if you want to go back to that as well, he's a decent stat rank play as well. Um, the young gun here, I kind of expect him to have a comeback um, this season. Right? Not, a, not a comeback, but have a better year this year. Struskin to the green, top 15 in that. He's putting the ball well, top 26 in that. Birdie better percentage as well. So he's a guy where I could see him making the cut. Um, Nelson Ledizma, I might have messed that up, but he was a guy that was really popping last week for me as like a standout value play for his price point. Ended up making the cut and then kind of choking as he made the cut. And, I mean, he's doing it again, top 40. And you just look at the key stats that you want him to be good at. Strokes game putting, 50th, birdie or better percentage, 50th. 
um that 175 to 150 ratio not bad as well so you know there are some decent like gpp plays for value you can go with if you want to there's just none that you should really be hanging your hat on none that you should really be feeling like great about as well we'll say andrew putnam does have good course history as well uh top 10 34th and a 17th place finish for course history um we know him he's just a strong golfer um but he's been in poor recent form so i really wouldn't feel good recommending him as a play and yeah that's really going to be it for me i am going to play a little bit of my boy steve stricker um i just wisconsin boy i gotta play a little bit of him and that's that's kind of it for me uh value wise there's nothing that's really great i might play a little bit of troy Merritt because you know you guys kind of know the story if you've been following nine to five for a while but that is going to be the picks for this week that's all i got so hope you guys enjoyed this video if you did please give me a like and subscribe i do appreciate that if you guys are interested in joining nine to five nation the link is in the description below it is ten dollars a month i think it's the best value out there for pga dfs you guys can check it out for a month like i said ten dollars a month that's not going to hurt you um if you like it stay for a few more months all right we're out let's have a good week this weekend as always guys let's keep cashing